Hello and welcome to another episode of the Robert Podcast, a mini episode. Today we'll be listening, uh, talking to Ed from Brazil, who was the guy who created Pillar, uh, one of our finalists in our designer player competition. Yeah. And I've got to say, what an absolute pleasure Ed was to talk to. Oh my God, Ed was so excited to talk about everything to do with Gilball and he was so, he has such cool ideas it was just yeah. it was a really refreshing take on the game yeah I, I as soon as we finished the call I was like well I, I want to play Gilball right now it, it like it really sort of resonated with me for that narrative approach to the game where you kind of visualize the the players as they're playing as what they would look like which is always something that I that have kind of like felt when I'm playing your ball, at least outside of the most competitive scenes. Hmm. It is, I was like, oh, it's such a shame he's in Brazil. Yeah! It would be a great dark guy to have down the clock. We need, we need Steam Cod to happen again, and we need to get <laughs> we need to get Ed over. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyone, anyone want to say anything? No, let's. I think let's just get stuck straight into uh, talking to Ed about Pillar. There we go. So, hello, and we are with Ed from Brazil. Hello, Ed. Hello, I'm Ed from Brazil. <laughs> I'm here to talk a little bit with you guys. I'm sorry if you can't understand me with my fake accent. <laughs> we understand you perfectly. perfectly. Awesome. I lived in the United States for one year. In the past. Oh, okay. right, right, right. So you picked up some Americanisms. Yes. Uh, I was a, li a lot more, how can I say, when you learn English here in Brazil, you generally learn it very politely, you know? Sure. Like, say, you know, is something I got in United States, you know? Yeah, you I know, say. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that whenever I try and do an American accent, I add about 15 likes to a sentence and I sound like a California Valley girl. <laughs> That's I mean, the only American accent I can do. Are you like not a California, California Valley, Valley girl? girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's another story. But um, So, Ed, you entered our competition. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Oh, um, it was a lot of fun. And we all really, really liked Pillar. It was just like, well, as a Mason should be, a very, very solid choice for all of us. Um. Uh, but first, we're going to ask a little bit about you. So you're Ed from Brazil. Um, tell us a little about about your hobby progress. Have you been doing any hobby over the lockdown? How's the lockdown in Brazil? I yeah, I did something that's uh, I don't know. It's common in the United States because here it's really hard to buy good ball. I had to play friends that don't actually have the miniatures, so I did a lot of paper minis. I have the whole collection, <laughs> like every single. Mini that is in Guild Ball, I have it in paper. <laughs> ah, nice. So you you kind of provide all of the paper dolls so that your friends can can get a game in that you can play with them. Yeah, yeah I real minis I don't have for fish and masons. The rest are all paper minis that I provide for my friends to play. Oh, nice. Cool. What what's your meta like? How many people you got playing over there with you? I have. Uh, between four and six, but they don't come like it's not regular. I yeah. I get friends to my house and we play a little bit, and we also play other games. But here in Brazil, we are, if you don't know, we love soccer, so <laughs> you know, sure. is, is uh, very well received. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. Uh, yeah, I I think I've heard before. I'm not particularly into football, but I've definitely heard before that the Brazilians are somewhat good at the game. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. Yeah, yeah, that's a very big humor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I actually don't like football. Uh, soccer. Co correct. Correct. You call it soccer, but here in Brazil we call it football. Uh, yeah, well, same here. We're yeah, we, you know we're England. It's yeah, football. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I always forget that. We all uh, we, we all call it the yeah, same thing. I, I'm actually one of those Brazilians that hate football, but I love uh, football games. Yeah, me too. Weirdly, uh, real football is boring. I don't know. 
Yeah, I think I can't. I, can, I just can't. Ne can never find myself getting invested in it, which is annoying because you know I'll watch a, a sports-based anime and I'm the most invested in a sport I've ever been. <laughs> but when it's real, yeah, humans, yeah, football when anime, humans doing it, I'm just like oh, I just couldn't give a monkeys. I don't just don't care. Just, just. <laughs> I just recent recently saw an anime called Giant Killing. It's awesome. It's about soccer. Okay. I, I've only just started uh, watching sports animes, but I've decided. I think. Do you know why I think it is? I think it's because the uh, the characters in real life are much less interesting, and they don't have hair that's as cool. Yeah. <laughs> now, so they are all the same. I don't know. When I see a football game, they all look like the same guy running around. They all have they almost the same skill. So I I see no difference between them. When you see <laughs> an anime, generally they have a specific role. Like this guy is really good runner. Yeah. He runs. That's even everyone, you know? You need those shows. So when they make a strategy, they use this runner to do something, you know? Exactly. That's what you need. You need, you need. We need to have football in real life where one guy's allowed to be fast, one guy's allowed to be good at kicking, one guy can jump really high, one guy's good at saving the goals. He can go in the. He oh, can be the goalkeeper. It's what you're saying. You want a points cost to real life football. That's exactly yeah. what yeah. I'm saying. That sounds lovely. <laughs> You can I... have one Ronaldinho versus like my forty thousand um, toddlers. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wasn't there? there was People only... need to have less balance, less balance character sheets. You know, yeah. Our... We need football to be less balanced. That's it. I could. I couldn't agree more. Wasn't there? Did anyone see that brilliant video? There was three professional Japanese footballers took on. I think it was a hundred um high school footballers and they were just they just played a match like that and the three professional footballers just wiped the floor with them yeah i can believe that i don't know when i was in the united states i was going to play i actually don't play here in brazil i'm really bad at soccer you know when i went to the united states i was like like better than the guy that was like almost pro i don't know how <laughs> it's about your culture you know it's yeah it's baked relative. into your dna yeah, something like that. It's yeah. not like it's like when I was a kid, my father played soccer with me. When I went to school, I played soccer in school. Everyone played here, really good soccer. So you know, it's in the culture. Yeah, it's like, like us in, it's like like us in queuing and talking about the weather. You don't, you just, you can't help it. It's built in. You can't no teach that. You can't. Teach you can't that. teach no that level of skill. Queuing in lines and talking about the weather. Although apparently not so good at it when we have to be two meters apart. But anyway, yeah. true. <laughs> Um, um yeah, so on. let's move on to pillar so are masons your team i i prefer fish but i pay a lot of mason right right, right cool okay um so tell us a little bit about pillar what's your feelings what's her background the background of her is from an rpg that i'm playing with my players in guild boy universe oh cool yep i wanted someone to be a romantic pair with one of my players. So I made Pillar for him. Oh, brilliant. Uh, she, she, he was from a barbaric mountains. He was a barbarian. And I wanted someone that actually liked him, but didn't for some other reasons. And I want something that I, I think the Masons should be good at, but don't have, don't have any player about. Something about cover. I think it's inside masons uh color pie if you know magic yeah, yeah. terms well i mean i think um uh, what's his face tower's original um character uh character play you selected a piece of cover i believe was that way back, back in when the day? yeah way back when you selected a piece of cover it's the one that lets you um death stance whenever you want but it uh, originated from a terrain piece all right yeah. I, I love terrain. I think that games should have more characters about terrain and like creating terrain, especially. Yeah, I Re think. Or even removing. Why there isn't uh, a character with a legendary play? Remove a uh, terrain. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's. Oh my gosh, you'd be able to do some just crazy stuff with that. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> no, it's cool with that. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. I do agree with you, though. I think it's really nice and it's a refreshing uh, idea to see a player that interacts so heavily with the terrain, and and it's so vital to what makes them sort of good as well. Yeah. So the first thing I created about her was the legendary play, creating a barrier 
when I was thinking about her, I thought, oh, why not a pillar of rock? You know? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I like that. Now, actually, we had a question on the legendary play because you've got no range on it. Can that be placed anywhere on the board? Uh, there's that oversight. Okay. <laughs> so what what sort of good, range good. do you have? I, I will add that to to her legendary. No, that's okay. I mean, like you know, things things get missed out. But um, like I mean, we just talked to Pavel and he completely forgot to add Cuddle's playbook. So don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, what sort of range did you for imagine? The record, I prefer it without a playbook. <laughs> yeah. What sort of range did you think the legendary would have? Six or eight, I think, is inside of what you see in Good Ball. Yeah, sure. I think that's. I think that would be reasonable. I think it's a really interesting play, and it's it's got some. It, you could probably end up doing some ridiculous things with it, like putting right putting it right in front of someone who had a goal run planned, or you know, popping it next to one of your high armor models, and suddenly they're it's impossible to get the ball off. It's uh, it's a, it's a really cool play that I can have. With a fifty mm. millimeter market, it probably would need wording similar to Theron's, so you can't fully block the goal. I'd imagine. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But, like, yeah, uh, you, could, you uh, can still screw up someone's day with it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> As anything that is custom, and even inside Guild Ball, uh, things are subject to balance, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean... If but... 50 millimeter is too much, I can make it 30 millimeters. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, about that. We, we were never worried about whether this was, you know, really well balanced or not. We just wanted things that were interesting and fun, and you, you nailed it on that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just like talking about balance. <laughs> absolutely, but so you. Look I at, love balance also. I yeah. actually do a lot of balancing, custom balance for my homemade table. Nice. Is that something that, if in, a, I, in an ideal world, you would that would be your job doing games design or something? Yes, probably. I, I don't know. I I do a lot of custom content to to all the games I play. Hmm. I, if I could work uh, doing that, would be lovely. Hmm. Yeah, I, don't I, I suppose I should have asked, do you do that? Is that your job? No, no. I'm oh, a course, course, business consultant. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Well, actually, talking about your custom work, we should mention that for the program uh, Coral Draw, you created and you put up all of the templates that you made, all of the resources that you created when making your cards and your paper dolls and things like that. You put that all up on the... Um, on the Guildball supporters group for people to download and use, which I think was was amazing for you to have yeah. done all that work and then gone. Actually, other people might be able to use this, so that's really cool. Yeah, because I love custom content, I also print other people custom content and use on my tables. So if there is more custom content, it's more players for me to have fun. You know? Yeah. I also do a lot of balancing of other people's stuff. So if I think it's too overpowered, but I like the idea, I change it a little bit with my own custom templates. I sometimes I don't like the image they, they choose. I put another image, then I print the mini. I also have uh, in in posting on Gubs a uh, miniatures template to make custom miniature, like the one I did to Pillar. Oh, nice! You, so, so I was going to actually ask about that artwork for Pillar, where it where it came from. Uh, from the. You know, Google, our Lord and Savior. So you just you just sort of just searched it up and you just found one that looked about right for the character. Yeah, love it. Uh, she she's very similar to the other character that she's supposed to be romance in my RPG. You know, she okay. has a similar kind of armor and things. So I choose her specifically because of that. She also has a barbaric look, some tattoos. Yeah, it's that kind of. There's quite a uh, a Viking Nordic look there, which is yeah, I, I, which I really like. Yeah, it's good. So when you look at Pillar's playbook, when you just look at the playbook, you're like, wait, what? What's going on? Where's the damage? And it isn't until you look at Heavy Impact that you go, oh, she's actually got two very low down. <laughs> um, and I thought that was just really clever. That was really interesting having her damage be dependent on cup on other models the fact that it was other models as well i thought was really good the fact that you could damage multiple models and if you really need to you can damage your own model i really like that idea that was clever yeah one no one thing that i thought about this heavy impact uh character trait that people probably didn't notice is that i think in blood bowl it's very common to have a really big scrum in the middle of the board 
So yeah. I wanted some kind of model that also could make this current not happen because people don't want to be here to have two models uh, near each other when there is pillar on the board. Yeah. So I, I, it make when pillar is on the board, people spread out more and something that I think is more needed in good board design, people to spread out more. I think that's a really nice point. I mean, if you, you know, if you're playing against brewers who really want to scrum, you plop pillar down. They're suddenly thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to be taking a lot of instances of two damage and being slammed together. That's uh, that's really cool. So probably if pillar is on the board and inside of the enemy composition, you're probably going to have think your whole strategy about how you're going to make the scrum. You probably have to neutralize pillar or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Also, on the note of Brewers, Heavy Impact uh, will go through Tough Hide because, because it's a treat. Because it's a treat. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was looking at that going like, oh, that's a lot of two damage. And t tough yeah, hide I was so thinking about making her a top influence free, you know? Right, right, right. I mean, like we said, we you could you could worry about all the, the tiny little instances of, oh, is this quite balanced enough? But I think for, for uh, show, showcasing a design and an idea, she's really she's really on the nose. Yeah, I, I really think so. I think four's fine because it is table dependent. You could play a table that the cover's so spread out and it's nowhere near the team and, you know, it's, suddenly she seems useless. Then you have a game where there's massive lumps of cover and she's amazing, you know. So it, it probably balances itself. What are the things I have another model that goes with Pillar. Another project I have is to make a Neo mascot for every guild. And inside uh, Masons, there is another... Uh, mascot that's called Golan. Golan is immune to have impact. So Golan is a moving barrier. <laughs> oh my and, god, I love that. Uh, push people into Golan, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that so much. He's like, he's just running around behind, behind people and she just runs up and smacks them into him and he doesn't care. That's so Yeah, cool. yeah. And he has ability called Rolling Stone. So he, he he's actually very slow. He's 2-4 movement. But he can roll Eight or ten, I don't know yet. Uh, it's about balance. Uh, he can roll in a straight line, and he's considered a barrier when he is not his turn. <laughs> that's that's, that's good. I like that. We're gonna you, when you've when you've sort of done some work on those, you're gonna have to send us the uh, those mascot work, that mascot work because I cannot wait to see that. That's awesome. And it's and, I, yeah, I already have it. Let me see if I can send to you. Because uh, we yeah. keep, it's another call and another, we're talking about mascots. We all, everyone seems to want more mascots. I think yeah. mascots are Mas more fun than people think. And we mean people like more. models of small animals? Yeah, who knew? <laughs> who who would have known that people would like small animals doing silly fun things? On well, the table? Say, I think Salt is the best selling model of all time, right? As far as FSFG goes. Oh, well, because of veteran Captain Salt, yeah. No, probably. no, I mean, before that. I think Salt was their highest selling blister back. Yeah, the what? Yeah, the highest selling single blister, absolutely. Oh, damn. Yeah. People, people just wanted an otter. People absolutely went crazy for that otter. Um, I, don't like, I know that. people who picked Salt up as like a D&D &D familiar and stuff like that. So Edge just posted it up in the Discord. Ooh. I'll put that on the page where we put up the episode. Yeah, I'm not going uh, to... He's doing balance work, but that's <laughs> the version I have. Look right at that. That's that image I is like so that. cool. I don't know where that's from, but that's really fun. That's brilliant. I love this. Ed, you've Just got on the note, amazing creativity. Sorry, go, Dan. On the note of uh, terrain in Guild one of the things that I find myself doing, I think every tournament is, at some point I'll say, hey, look, that's a Hearn table. And I just wish I could yeah. do that with more things. Yes, I completely understand. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I do that maybe once a tournament. Say, oh, look at that. Imagine if you're playing Hunters on that. If you're playing Hunter yeah. and look at that massive forest where it is. It's in such a perfect position. Because the only examples... Or I Nomad or Edge. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it was. it's Hunters and Nomad, isn't it? That's really the only ones right now. But if Pillar was a thing, think you of. might look at some tables and there'd be like two bits of terrain that are exactly six inches apart or one that's really close to like, I don't know, the enemy goal and you just think, or your own goal rather, it's like a goalkeeping spot. You just look at that and you'd be like, oh, that's a pillar table. That's a really yes. nice pillar setup. <laughs> yeah, here, here in Brazil, in my homemade stuff, uh, home, we play with terrain where both players put it on the table, thinking about their team, but it must be balanced enough that both players agree, agree with it. Oh, okay. So we play with a lot of terrain. So if I'm playing fish, I have a lot of light-footed 
guys, I put a lot of terrain that benefit me, you know. Mm. But we do it in a way that both players agree it's fair in balance. That's cool. That's a really nice idea. Mm. I really we think... tend to get others to do our tables for us, don't we? If we're playing, someone else <laughs> will do the, t- do the table. Well, a lot of the time, we just use the Longshanks uh, terrain generator. Yeah, that's that too, anyway. yeah. But I think what, what, what I'm learning here and what I'm hearing a lot of from Ed is... is the degree of sort of creativity and ownership fun. that you take in everything that you do, because you're sounds fun about... playing with you, Ed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we play here casually. We are not like uh, going to go in other people's throat. We like to play with a models that see no play. We make custom balance to to models that we think are uh, a little bit. I don't know. I can I say uh, bad words here? Yeah, yeah of course. Oh yes, yeah, we're away. Okay. Fuck. Uh, no, okay. So there is some models that are shit. So we make it less shit, you know. <laughs> We've opened the floodgates on Ed there now. <laughs> I, 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 I love mean. Angel. Angel is a lovely model, mm. but she's shit. So I make her good, you know. <laughs> I think it's a really breaks nice my heart movie. a little bit hearing that. Yeah, yeah. Angel is <laughs> like he, when I read about Guild Ball lore, she's there. Uh, like we see a lot of Guild Ball up from her vision. Because she's a new player in, in things. She's a point of view character, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, she's a point of view character. So I love her. I want to make her play. I want to sh- to see her shoot 10 inches kicks. But she doesn't do that when you play her. She's mostly walking around doing nothing because you don't allocate uh, influence to her. Yeah, I think I think for a lot of people, in, especially in Fish, that's the case. I think she might see a little bit more play in Navigators, but... Um... Yeah, that, I think that's largely I agree with it. I play I her a fair if... bit in Yukai, but that's about it. Oh, and yeah. even then, I probably shouldn't play her as much as I do. I just love Linked. Yeah, Linked is pretty my special. Homemade, my homemade balance, uh, Super Kick, is that Super Shot, is for free. She doesn't need to pay it. It's inside her stats. She has 510 kick hours. No question asked. <laughs> and she's not actually good. <laughs> simply okay you know yeah um i'm just gonna pull us back to pillar for a little bit more while yeah, we yeah. finish this off because i think we're getting carried away which is great <laughs> but i do want to make sure that we, we sort of cover everything about pillar um when you were i'm just looking at slam because slam i think is the thing i can visualize how it would look if this was real life that she's got this massive hammer and either she's smacking it into someone or she's slamming it in the ground in front of them in that real... I mean, we were talking about anime again re- recently. So I'm going to say, you know, smacking it in front of them and you'll see fountains of rock coming up out of the ground. They're being smashed back by it, hit into another bit of cover for probably another two damage and ending up on the floor. She Just something about her, the way she's designed and the way her traits mix with her plays. I can really get a feel for how she'd look if she was moving about in, in real life as opposed to just as a game piece. And I think I just... I think that's really cool that you've been able to capture that. Oh, another thing that you can use slam is to run past the op- run past the opponent and slam the guy back to your own team, knock knock down. You know, twice so <laughs> Yeah, she's got that Her, decimate style. Counter attacks. This model is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, double push always nice. Knock down nice if they've got no moms. But if you can hit that three inch push, unless they're Thresher or Hearth. That's just a great counter-attack. But it is OPT, so... Yeah, and luckily at attack five, she's she's not hopefully going to hit it too often. I no, think, exactly. I think where you've placed it on the uh, playbook is actually really... Uh, really. Well I do, yeah, out. it's good. It's, it is a very well-thought-out player. Yeah, she's it's just out of the momentous zone as well, which is very good. And the, the hard place with the model ignores cover bonus while attacking enemy models... With back against the wall, with she benefits from extra cover. She's always going to be hugging the cover, and it's like, well, if I go over and hit her, then I'm going to take more damage and get hurt more because she's in cover. Yeah, she's she, going to push you into cover. She throws you onto into the wall and then smack you to the wall. <laughs> I can yeah, like, just have these visions of her. Time. She's not a woman to be uh, to be nice with. <laughs> no, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> I know. I like it. I think we all. I don't know why we all just responded to Pillar, didn't we? Like when she we were was, chatting about yeah, her, we all just thought that's clever. That that's good. All four of us absolutely loved. 
and I could really see her just being released tomorrow. I don't, I don't really feel it's like you have to do that much to her. Really, it's like yeah, if they released Pillar, I'd buy Pillar tomorrow. Yeah, playing and balancing, uh, you know, small changes here and there, and she's perfectly fine to go in people's tables. I think I'd be fine with that. I think yeah, she, I mean, she's sixteen boxes. Actually... Oh yeah, you go. I was going to say sixteen boxes at three one. You know, that's not in any way unkillable. Even if she goes to three two, it's not like you know, it's bonkers, is it? Mm. Um, yeah, she just seems. I just think she's great. I really like this player. I hate Masons, but Pillar was like top of How the list. How dare for you? Me. I yeah. just don't wash your mouth out. I don't find Masons interesting to play, but I look at Pillar and I go, I could play a Mason six with Pillar as my sort of. My centerpiece. I could, I could play that and be happy I'd with be that. I'd be really lucky, yeah. So, so Ed, in your, in your thoughts, what sort of six does Pillar fit in nicely? I like her with hammer. Uh, let me, let me see here. I, 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 I'm not like a professional good ball play, uh, player. So I play a lot of things because I have all of them. Yeah, so no I need a little bit of refresh about their names. I know they yeah, are sure. parents, they shark the sheet, but the, the names elude me sometimes. No, no problem, man. There's no rush. I'm going into Longshanks. Great help. <laughs> but I think already yeah. Hammer's probably a, a good um, a good combination. Okay, I, I like her with Hammer. Mm -hmm. uh, I... Uh, you know, the, the normal things. Uh, Vichizo, uh, V-Harmony... Uh, she does a lot of damage. She needs people to push people around. So mm -hmm. sometimes because I'm playing Hammer, sometimes I put Tower in. I like Mallet. Mallet helps with reposition to make people near the barriers. Yeah, I can, I because can see playing her Hammer, you are on a kill Venol kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. So, Dan, you, you're our best Mason player. What, what's your feelings? Uh, I really like her. Uh, one of the things that Masons has always, in my opinion, lacked before the chisel was output models that are not the captains. Uh, so I really like a model that has or can have functionally mom four on one, uh, <laughs> which is nice. I mean, I I am a Masons player, but I really only play on her. Uh, and if you get a nice perfect storm uh, with two models within an inch of each other, which is not that hard to do. No. I mean, you can... Let me just double check. It's still... It's still you can still um, V-chisel... Yeah, you can. So you yeah, can... It's not hard to do when you think that people don't have pillar on the board. When people yeah. have pillar on the board, people don't, don't go near each other. Yeah. So it's a little bit harder than it's normally yeah. common, you know? Have well, you... what's... Get... What scared the shit out of me was blacksmiths. Because, <laughs> hey, I'm in sentinel range. Are you really in sentinel range? <laughs> Marvellous. Thanks very much. <laughs> it's like large metal coconuts. Yeah. yeah. Ed, have you, um, have you played a game with her at all? Like an actual game? Yes. Uh, a lot of them. In my RPG. Oh, cool. And, have you but my RPG is not balanced. We use a lot of whack shit. So... <laughs> It's not good to for balance sake. But have you played? Um, but is that just normal games of Guild Ball as well as part of the RPG? Yes, uh, we use our RPG system that is very simple, like roll some dice, count the number of success, like like normal Guild Ball. You have okay. tech, you you go through enemy defense. Is basically the my system outside out, outside the game. When inside the game is normal Guild Ball with normal Guild Ball rules. Actually, not normal Guild Ball rules. I use some the rules from uh, Guild Ball Field Test. Oh, okay. And some cushion rules also. But mostly it's normal Guild Ball when you're playing a game. But because it's an RPG, we use some custom cards with custom abilities. Like when you see, I don't know, have you have you guys seen Captain Tisubaza uh, anime about soccer? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Yeah, well, there is special kicks that go through, like, you, you kick the enemy in the head and if <laughs> the guy falls down and take damage, you know? That's a custom card that um, one of my players had. Okay. It's like Ballista Legendary. 
he can kick the ball in the other people's yeah. face. <laughs> I love so it. So there is some wacky going on. Yeah, but a little bit of wackiness is good. I think, especially if you're, if you're, when you say you're, you're approaching it more from an RPG side, more from a sort of casual side. I think you absolutely want that wackiness to, because uh, that's what makes it fun, isn't it? You want the wacky, the wacky, silly stuff. Yeah, man, yeah, definitely. I, I love the, my RPG, but I like actual normal, uh, good ball. So I play with my friends on the weekends. Mm. I use it too. Now that we are in lockdown, not so much. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, hopefully we can all play games again soon. Yeah. But um, you were saying that you'd uh, been you'd given the the field test quite a bit of thought. Have you had many field test games? Yes, actually, I did a lot of field test games before field test was going on. A lot of the ideas I already had and was trying to see if they work. Hmm. So, and you did? Did you say you'd spoken to Matt Hart about some of the ideas? Yes, I did. Because I'm a casual player and I play RPG, he thought it was fun when he saw my post and, and talked to me a lot about it. Asking oh, me about how was my experience and things like that. Oh, nice. So did anything interesting come up there? I mean, do you feel you influenced the field test? A little bit. Oh, that's uh, cool. First thing, I, I think he likes the idea, but it's probably not never going to happen using uh grid you know uh, x hex or square yeah, yeah. of uh, ruler okay, yeah that's one of the things that i actually do in my table in their rpg we use hexes with the same rules there is nowadays the only thing that is doesn't work really well is 40 millimeters miniatures so in my table i had to convert our miniatures to 30 or 50. okay that's the only thing that actually doesn't work really well in hexes. Everything else works without changes. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, like you say, I mean, personally, I do like the free movement aspect of Guild Ball, and there, I think there would be a lot of pushback. But, you know, there's a lot yeah, of, yeah, of hex-based games out of there that are having a lot of success. Yeah, my, my friends are all RPG players, so everyone loves hexes. Mm. So for, for us, it's a lot easier to count nine and do nine axes of movement. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it is easier. And I think that's what people would push back against, that that level of sort of clarity. As soon as you look at the board, you know where things are. There's things that you, in the heat of Guild Ball, <laughs> that you miss. And I think if it's on a board, they're sort of, it's more it's pointed out to you. It's much easier to see certain plays that you wouldn't necessarily see otherwise. And that's part of the skill of Gilbo, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's something that I'm not very fond of. I like hexes. I like the precision. I like being easy and fast to do things. It's very easy to position a model where you want. You don't need to make uh, put seven rulers on the board and put a ruler <laughs> there and a marker there. I, I, I basically doesn't need markers, you know? I don't need the rulers. I think count and that, that's it. And it's easy to count everything. It's so much better, so much faster. When I began playing with hexes, I, I could not go back to rulers. I have the rulers. Sometimes I play with one of my actual hard, uh, try hard friends. I use rulers. But with everyone else, I use hexes. Much faster. Wow. Fair enough. You are an enigma wrapped up in a mystery, Ed. I'm enjoying talking to you. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's fun to share my experience. Yeah, it's yeah. good. And what's so interesting is it's just so... Your experience is just so different to our experience. It's, that's why it's so interesting. Mm. Yeah, here we, we come from a different place. You guys go from a competitive balance and, and you know, try hard. Here we are <laughs> trying to have fun. I think it's really, yeah. it's really easy and to get... And we all know that fun is not allowed in competition, right? Right? No, you can have fun still. No, I'm... No, he's right. I'm sorry, oh, he's I right. Knew you'd agree. Uh, I, knew I you'd played agree. Blood Bowl competitively. Uh, I played Blood Bowl 2. I went to World Cup, and fun was not allowed, man. Wow. Oh, no. That's, that's really? Because I love it, Blood Bowl, but it's for fun, uh, not for competition. Yeah, Blood Bowl, uh, that, that's my actual, actual my. I, I'm the same. I Blood Bowl is really fun when you not try, try harding it. Mm. When you try harding it, and your best player dies. Because of our rock was <laughs> the first one of the game, 
That's not fun. I absolutely yeah. agree. In the last league I played, I was Ogres. And I think I had one turn where five Ogres failed their stupid roll. And I was like, well, you know, that's that game over. That's how and I, 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 I think I, I had one uh, half where the I never picked the ball up once. And I tried every turn to pick the ball up. Well, I failed every turn. playing the World Cup, Dwarf versus Dwarf, <laughs> you go, no, no points are scored, no touchdowns. You go to overtime. In overtime, you throw a coin. Whoever wins basically wins because he gets the ball. He has a chance to score. You don't. Yeah. Bloody dwarves. I hate dwarves. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to win, man. So I had to play dwarves. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I, a, I'm a Skaven, man. That's my favorite team. I love Skaven. Actually, my teams are Wood Elves and Skaven. That's what you because want. Because I like to play the ball, you know? I don't yeah. like Yeah, me to... too. It's how I like to play um, Gilball, like aggressive football, as Dan calls it, but just crazy, stupid goal plays is how I like to do it. Yeah, I call it janky nonsense. Yeah, that, I'll take that. But I, I think my origin story is Blood Bowl Skaven. That's why I play Gilball the way I do. Not that they're related, but that kind of run fast and hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a Gilball. Uh, uh, I, I don't remember. There was a, I don't know, a guy about Skaven that was called running the gap. It's like you, you create a gap in the enemy defenses, then all the rats flow in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like playing that way. <laughs> yeah. The gutter runners find a gap, then all four of them are on top of the, the, the ball carrier and it's game over. So you say you're a fish player? Yep. But you didn't fancy doing a. I, I well, I reckon if I, I said you've probably got fish players that you've designed as well. I do. I so do. What, have, yeah. What was it about Pillar that made you send in Pillar? Did you just feel it was your best one? Yes, it was actually the best one. I think that was more fun, had more flavor, had more. I don't know charisma. Like you know when you when you paint a, a painting and you look, this one is a masterpiece. That that was. <laughs> I, uh, I love I, it I all the time. All yeah, the time. every weekend yeah. I'm just like that one's a masterpiece. That one's going on the fridge. <laughs> no, I I absolutely understand it. When you, there's, you know, when you do something, and you want everyone to know that there's that line from The Rock that I love, which is, um, when you're good, you tell everybody. When you're great, they tell you. <laughs> and I love that. And and it's a little bit like when you do something good, you're like, look, 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 see what I did. Look, 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 look. So it's a little bit like that. I get it. <laughs> that's really weird because I've never heard anyone tell me I'm great. So that's really... That's there really you good. go. I'm not sure that makes but, any sense. But in this instance, I'm saying, like, Ed's like, yeah, I'm good. Killer's <laughs> good. So he put it in. And, it, I, I and it's great. He's come back and said it. I, I didn't think I was going to win anything. I I, I just wanted uh, to make people aware about the custom community in Guild Ball. I want to, mm. be, to see people make custom models. In high quality, somewhat balanced, so I can play them. That I'm a little bit selfish like that, you know. No, I want I to play because that. that's why we wanted to. That's kind of part of what we wanted to do here is just because we know there are some people with some fantastic ideas out there, and we just thought it would be fun to actually see what those ideas look like. And we've always liked the idea of you know playing with with ideas and models. Dan creates um, models all the time. He's created entire guilds, I think. Um, so the idea of playing with with custom content just to, to to rekindle that fun of guild ball rather than worrying about is it competitive is it the best choice is uh yeah i i absolutely agree i think it's so easy to get a blinkered view and to just focus on what the most competitive choice is um that it's really nice just to just to sometimes talk about what's the most fun what's the most silly stuff we can do uh, i don't know there is a little bit of purismen I don't know how to say the correct word. Like when I go inside the for the Guild Ball Discord and I talk about homemade stuff, about custom balance, people are like, "Huh, you don't play with the correct way of playing? Huh, you're not having fun. <laughs> the fun way is my way, is yeah. the normal way. You're having is fun the, compet- the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, you're having the your fun is not fun if it's not my fun." <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean that's the internet all over, isn't it? Is yeah. there a is there a Facebook group, a Guild Ball custom Facebook group? And if not, you should go make one right now and we'll all join up. There is a homebrew section to the Discord at least, which I can see. Yeah, it's on the there's the Discord bit, but but like Ed says, if people are a bit like, I I kind of want Ed to have his own Facebook page where he's posting up all these players and like get everyone involved. I'd follow it. That's a, a lot of work. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, I, I, I do a lot. If you go inside the character design homebrew section of the Discord, you can see most of the my stuff there. I'm discussing balance with people, but it's not active. There is very mm. few people there. Uh, if you, I know, like ninety percent of uh, things being said is me. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly Ed is the homebrew section. Yeah, basically. I think also I'm quite a relative uh, newcomer to Discord in general. So I'm still sort of searching my way through all those. Where I think if it had been on Facebook, I might have seen it. Um, yeah, I will. I'm going to look out for your posts more on Discord. And more if you post up on Gubs or whatever, I'm going to look out for more more of your posts there. We'll check it out. I can start maybe posting some of my stuff on Gubs. But I don't know. Gubs is very disorganized. Everything goes in the same pages, you know? Yeah. Mm. That is our organization. People are, I don't know, crazy. I think maybe we'll, <laughs> what? we'll make a point to sort of get people to have a look at that homebrew section and can contribute their stuff to it a bit more. Yeah. I, I must say, I'm interested in your RPG rules, like your system you're using. you you got to get that on paper and then post that up somewhere. It's normal RPG with Guild Ball, uh, Guild Ball Field Test rules. I use hexes. I use the the new influence where you put influence when you use the influence. Like you have a global pool and you go, uh, when you activate a model and you're going to use an influence, you, you allocate the influence to the model and use it. So it's like everyone is a genius and everyone <laughs> has perfect uh, allocation influence. So it's a lot easier for newer players. Yeah. It's like everyone is on the same ground. Everyone's a genius, you know? <laughs> but I just, I think sort of for, for people like me, like you're, you're sort of talking about it as though it's kind of easy, but my brain doesn't work like that. So I kind of need it written down so I can like, mm -hmm. I can understand it. Whereas you, it feels like it's just you live and breathe RPG and games. So you understand it. I want, I want the Ed RPG pack. Right now is like my normal way to play is the wacky way. So there are like with hexes, with not yeah, I don't pre-allocate influence, we allocate when you use it. Uh the when people die, they come back immediately and can walk, but they can't act. It's like something that some rules that are already in Guild Ball field test. Hmm. Have you ever um had a, a a tournament over there using like the official the OP kits and the official tournament rules? Yes, it was a massacre. I won. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I don't do those anymore. Yeah, well, you don't, you, like I say, play, you want to create a I play, community. I try to go to the level of my opponent. So if they are playing something that I, they don't know, if they are not good, I try to play something not good also. So we are more uh, balanced. Yeah. If I go try hard on people, people simply lose. Like if you use, if we use preallocation, like preallocation is super interesting, super tactical, super great. But when you play with casual players, they don't know where to put the influence. They 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 don't know they, they don't have the vision of strategy to know that I don't know pillar need five four influence that Homer needs six. You know, I see people putting free influence on marble for no reason. You know? Yeah. No, I absolutely, I absolutely understand. So people, people can be trusted with hard rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we did do the field, when we did play field test games, it it did feel so much easier, especially the first turn. The first turn when you've got an influence pool was so just bonkers. And I do get that it's easier, but I also understand why um, there would be pushback. Yeah, I, I completely understand. I can I can understand why hexes would be much better, but I can understand why people are attached to the old way, you know? Mm. 
Uh, it's, it's a little weird. There is things that you can't do in hexes that you can do on on uh, free free reign, you know? Yeah. Well, like you say, the base sizes is the first problem. Yeah, base sizes uh, in hexes would be much better if everyone were the same sizes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I here I do a little bit of both. I I had to make 40 millimeters or be 30 or be 50. They can't be 40. 40 doesn't work. Okay. That works better. Just you have those 30s or 50s. That's fair enough. Well, I, I presume that if your hexes are effectively like a 30 mil hex or whatever. So if it's a 50 mil, it takes up double the hexes, I presume, or probably three. Like yes. a quadrant of hexes. I, so, yeah. I, I, Still not uh, not sure which one I should use. If I uh, fifty millimeter occupy three hexes or seven hexes. Yeah, yeah. I think tough if a thirty one. allocates one, a fifty allocating three feels about right. Seven feels like it's quite a lot. But then I suppose mm -hmm. you want the reach in there as well. And would, would oh, it be a block of four? We're getting into game design now. <laughs> uh, four. If you look the hexes. And you make four, it's a little weird. Yeah, I'm just drawing well, it out. Sis, you, have you guys played Dreadball? Yeah. In Dreadball, the huge models uh, use three hexes. Right. But three hexes uses a kind of triangular shape. Yeah. And seven, it's a and huge space. But they have a facing in Dreadball, don't they? Front and the back, which is relevant to the game. So I presume that in the way that you've got the three, you've got that triangular section to show which direction you're facing, I presume. Yes, in, in Red Ball, we do. Yeah, I only, I play, I went in on the Kickstarters hard, played like two games, and then no one would play with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I, that's one of the things that I hate about real life, is that sometimes the games you love, no one plays. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. There's well, so many I wish I could play like uh, I love miniature games, but him imagine imagine there in I don't know where you're from England, where in England, uh, just sort of just South London and just south of London. Okay, you are in south of London. People don't play the games you want to play. Imagine when you are in Brazil, where mm -hmm. games cost five times more. Sure, sure, sure. Like I have to to pay a lot of taxes to to buy good ball. Yeah. That's that's tougher, and it's like you you have to you have to create the community, which is like like you say you've built up that group of casual players, so you you then kind of support it all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to be honest, my RPG is basically a reason for me to play good ball, and because if I didn't play the RPG, people would would want to play other things. Also, like yeah. I have a lot of games and all the tabletops and things, but when you have RPG, RPG is more about commitment. You play every week. With the same group of people, so it's like uh, my my way, I, my sneeze away to play you. Yeah, I get you. Hmm. Well, um, I'll be honest with you, Ed. I could talk to you all bloody day. I think you're 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 really interesting, and I would love to talk to you again in the future about Gilball stuff. Sure, um, let's do it. We if might you guys to talk about casual balance, uh. So weird rules or RPGs or anything like about custom models, about how to create one. I how to use could, my, yeah. my team. I can do that. I think cool, we'd man. really like to have you on for an episode to to discuss all those things like you said, the the weirder the weirder things, custom balancing, how you've created your RPG system, talking about, you know, just that creating a creating custom content. We'll have to get you on at some point to do that again, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But um, for now, we uh, we are trying to talk to all of our four finalists so we can work out who our uh, top top player is. But um, I want to say thanks, thanks so much, man, for like taking it super serious, entering a great player, and yeah, really appreciate it. And I've really enjoyed chatting to you, man. Thanks so much. No, I I thank you for the opportunity to talk a bit in English. I don't have a lot of friends here that know English, you know. Well, well, your, I mean, your English yeah. is incredible. Absolutely brilliant. So yeah. well done. I can barely speak English, let alone another language. When I talk in English, I feel like, oh my, I want to say some words, I want to say some concepts, but it's really hard to do in English. Yeah, I no, think I, I'm I, I sure. actually can understand that. With you guys, we'd be so much. I could say so much more. 
<laughs> that's no <laughs> no problem man you you we've not had any trouble understanding any of what you said no not your, at all it's your, been fantastic your excitement and enthusiasm has really come across which is awesome. yeah like I, i've got to be honest i just want to get and i want to play gilball right now you have inspired me you are you've, you're that sort of guy man just giving out good energy yeah i had to be a little bit like that to make other people play you know <laughs> yeah all right well we have to unfortunately call it there, though, because we've got to go and talk to our next person. But, Ed, thank you again, man. That was so much fun to chat to you. And, um, yeah, hopefully we'll chat to you again soon. Oh, Yeah, thank you very much. It was lovely talking to you all. I hope that your podcast grow much more. Go to, you know, a thousand episodes. <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, thank you very much. I, I don't know if it will, because... I think we're probably the least popular Guild Ball podcast, what? but we still love doing it. We're niche. Yeah, we're a bit niche. Niche, niche is the best kind, you know? Yeah. Yes. Agreed, <laughs> Ed. Absolutely. If agreed. anyone's going to understand niche appeal, it's going to be Ed. It's going to be Ed, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Ed, and we will speak to you again soon. See ya. Thanks, Thanks man. Bye. Bye